2: From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. No theme tune music today. That seems out of place with what we're talking about today. The rally community recently lost uh, one of its favourite stars in Craig Breen, who died in a crash testing. Thank you for tuning into this one today. Hopefully, with the help of a very special guest, we do him justice. Here's today's podcast. Welcome to a special tribute to one of the life and career of the late Craig Breen. Tragically, Craig was taken from us far too soon in a crash which left the motorsport community in mourning. Known for his heart-on-sleeve approach, Craig left an indelible mark on the world of rallying. Today, we'll be speaking with those who knew him personally, sharing stories and memories that celebrate Craig's character, both on and off the stages. We will discuss his passion and the legacy he leaves behind. First up, I'm joined by our rally man, Tom Howard, who had the job of paying tribute with the words online at autosport.com in the magazine as well. I think he did a fabulous job, Tom. And our special guest is a renowned figure in the world of rallying, and that is Chris Meek with an impressive career spanning well over two decades, multiple WRC wins, a true ambassador of the sport and a true friend of craigs chris will uh, undoubtedly provide a a unique and heartfelt perspective um thank you 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 both for coming on um today chris first of all can you tell me um uh, about this week um because you've you've been to craigs um funeral and a little bit about how this week has been for you
3: for me personally you know everyone deals with these things in their own way you know i think firstly we have to say thoughts are still with craigs family you know um it's still so raw it's so soon when something like this happens, completely unexpected, out of the blue, it's it just takes you so long to process, you know. Um, death comes in various forms, whether it be a long illness or whatever. But on this type of shock incident, uh, I you know, my thoughts are still with the family, you know. So uh, for me personally, I, I was back in Ireland for two weeks on holiday. I'm still living in Andorra, but I was back in Ireland for two weeks with my family. Um, when we got the call, Paul Nagel actually called me last Thursday morning and we just broke down on the phone. I was on the road, I was driving at the time and I just stopped on the side of the road. I think it was there for over an hour, you know, I just couldn't, didn't have the heart to drive on or do anything. You know, when you get something like that, it's just hard to process. So, like I say, it's, everyone's still in shock. Um, I was at the... The family home on uh, what day? Is today, so the funeral was Tuesday. I was at the family home on Monday afternoon, and then we were at the funeral yesterday. Obviously, that was broadcast live, you know, and you have seen the thousands that attended in person and countless tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, watched it online, you know. So it's uh, it's still, like I say, it's still hard to take in.
2: When we talked about making something for the the channel, it was we didn't know when when to do it. Whether it's too soon, it's too raw. That what can you say? Um, but if we leave it to, too long, people will wonder why we're not saying anything. So I don't know if we got the timing right or not. But 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 we would certainly love to try and celebrate. Craig, can you can you tell me, Chris, a little bit about even if you remember your first encounter with him and the impression that he made on you.
3: First encounter, I think it's you know goes back a long way. You know the rally community is a very small community. Uh, you're talking maybe mechanics, engineers, everyone, all the teams. I'm talking world championship, European championship. It's maybe three, four hundred people. So over my twenty years in the sport, you see people on a weekend, and you just bump into them, and you say hi, and you go on about your. Personal life, and then you come back to rally, and they're there, you know. So, I honestly don't remember the first time I I met Craig. It was probably in a park for me on a rally GB or something, and he was doing it in a Fiesta R two Junior World Championship. Um, uh, like I said to you guys, I I'm definitely not the buffin on on motorsport like Craig was. I think there's nobody in the world championship bar Yari Matty Lavala I think if you put Yari and Craig in a room together, they would have talked for days, but. Um, I'm very bad with dates and places and things, so I think it was Craig won the Junior World Championship. Was it two thousand and eleven? Am I right? Was it while I was in the Mini WRC?
1: I believe so, yeah, because uh, he won yeah. the SWRC title, didn't he?
3: Yes, is right. So we were. I remember you know, we had finished the stage and we were all on the radios waiting to see if Craig come behind and if he tied up the championship. You know. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm sure it was back 2007, six, 7, or somewhere along those lines. We met, but uh, uh, he was just a ball of energy, you know, and just so right through to the to the, you know the right through to the recent times. He's just the passion never ever left him, you know. Um, so yeah, he was just a ball of energy, and everything was just about driving a car. He just lived. For driving a rally car and that never changed and I think he showed that all the ways through his career even last year when things weren't going so well with him in Sport, and he just wore his heart completely on his sleeve you know um, and I think it's not common to see that you know uh, we all have our egos we all have to deal with it in our own ways and I sometimes try to cover up a bit my emotions you know because he you don't want to lay everything out, but Craig just lay everything out there. And I think that side of his personality is what touched everybody, you know, because everybody goes through lives, they have their own struggles or whatever, their personal life or... But Craig just conveyed his emotion as it was. And people just said, okay, that's a guy competing at the top of his game and he's able to do that. Maybe they felt that in their everyday life. And I think that's why he was so... So much liked and loved, and people could relate to it, you know. But uh, it's not often in the game of world championship status sport where someone just has that raw emotion just laid out there at every stage interview, you know. You could you could sense Craig's whether he had a good stage time or bad stage time. Man, you didn't have to look at the timing board; you could know by Craig's reaction where where he was, you know.
2: (laughs) Tom. We we looked forward to the microphone being shoved into the driver's window every time he had something to say, uh, and ne- he never let us down. Tom, how would you describe Craig's driving style? Though he did plenty of talking, but he did a lot of talking behind the wheel. What what made it so unique?
1: Uh, uh, his talent and his driving—that's a good question. I mean, he's driving style, as you said, like we we talked about his heart and sleeve approach. But we we must have forget he was a sub- supreme driver. Like he was absolutely brilliant. I know there's a lot been made about how he's you know relate to, relatable to the fans and, and that side of things but he's, he was absolutely a supreme rally driver and not only that he, he was you know as we said he's this, this ultimate rally fan that's sort of just turned out to be an excellent driver as well so it's um it's just been uh, yeah he was very attacking and uh, right until you know you look at Sweden last his last rally his last WRC rally um Possibly his best ever drive. It was absolutely brilliant, um, to the point where you know. Only unfortunately, he, he you know he, looked, he slipped away at the end there into second. But his his approach was just: I want to get in the car. I want to go as fast as possible. And I want to prove everyone why I should be here. And he did that time and time again. Obviously, you know, 2022 was a difficult year for him, but. It was so nice to see uh, now what was his last WRC rally that he sort of finished on a high and uh, and delivered that performance that we always knew and, and have seen, you know, time and time again, 2019 and 2020 and 2021 that he can deliver.
2: I'm going to ask you both now for just there's must be There's so many stories you've both got and experiences and highlights, but I'm going to ask you both to share just one thing that sticks out in your in your mind as a memory that, that showed his passion for rallying. Chris, I'll start with you. What, what's something that really sticks in your mind about something that happened or a, a story that you heard?
3: Uh, for me, it has to be on the podium rally Finland when I, I got my victory in 2016. Craig was right on my heels and he was just this young whippersnapper who had came on the scene I, in the WRC in the top, top tier. And I think he finished within a minute or like a minute, 20 of. Where I was, I'd done maybe eight, seven, eight rally Finland's by that time. I was had finished in the podium the year before, or or in twenty fourteen, and you know I was up for winning that year. But this young kid came along. He beat Oji. He beat uh, uh, Tanak. He beat Mickelson. He beat Paddon. He and he was driving just carefree, you know. And when Craig, when Craig felt happy. Uncomfortable, boom. He was one of the fastest guys in the world championship, you know. And we've seen that in Sweden, as Tom rightly said. For me, that was possibly one of his best performances. For me, the one that stands out for me was his podium in his first podium in, in Rally Finland because that was the last time one in was ran at full length. It was, you know, before they started adding in all these chicanes. For me, it still stands out as, a, as the last real good Rally Finland, you know. I'm, I'm, on, running a 33k on player but um, Craig was just on it, on it from the get-go and he was just loving it and you've seen his emotion that carried through at the end of that stage and you know maybe if this was in your questions but that emotion he carried with him from we have to remember you know uh, Jaffa who was taken in an accident with Craig and this is what makes it so devastating for everyone, you know um, what Craig had to go through on that weekend in in Sicily and carry on. He paid tribute everywhere he went. He always carried the memory of Jaff in his car, and and to to think under similar circumstances something has happened. Craig is just it's so incredibly hard to take in you know Um, but like I said he carried his emotion with him but when Craig was happy he was one of the fastest guys on the planet
1: I think it's, it's a difficult one for us, uh, you know. As a, as a journalist, you know, he made my job so so much easier because, um, you know, every every interview was such a pleasure. It would always raise a smile. I even like sort of thinking back to my sort of final interview with him in, in Sweden. I asked him like, why have you why have you gelled so well with this with this hyundai? And he, and he just quick as a flash came back. Oh, I've got some Viking blood in me. That's why I'm, that's why I'm going fast in Sweden. And it's just stuff like that because as a as a journalist, I've you know I've been doing this for a long time and in many different championships relationships, you know you need that you, you need that sort of uh, you know humor and comedy to raise a smile on, on on difficult days and um he was able to do that like you just enjoyed talking to him every time because you knew that there's going to be something that's going to make you smile and and that's what i think i will Enjoy the most. There's just the comedy. I mean, for me, that that uh, interview in Sardinia last year, I, I think I spat my drink out when I heard it because it was so funny. Like the giggling pin falling out the laughing shaft. But it's all right. We're okay. Uh, I, I, it's just extraordinary. Like you just don't, you just don't get that from from other people or drivers. And I've been doing this long enough to to, to you know, had on heart, say he was he was different. Like I've spoken to a lot of drivers, but no one was able to make me laugh like he did. And I think. For me, like, don't get me wrong, his driving was supreme. But for me personally, like, I don't think I'm going to find another person that will make me smile like that when trying to do an interview.
2: Chris, you've talked about Craig's perseverance and the adversity that he faced and the setbacks in his his career as well. But how do you think things like that inspire those around him and fans of the sport as well?
3: The way Craig handled it inspired everybody, (laughs) you know? Yeah. uh, there's not too many people on this on this uh, planet could deal with it the way Craig did. There's And, and you can't knock anybody. Everybody is born differently. They, they're born and they're developed through their younger years, whatever emotions they carry with them and whether they're an emotional person or not. If something ever like that happened, I don't know how I would react, but Craig carried himself and the memory of Jaffa so well throughout his career and he obviously used it to drive him further and he found his way to the top level of the sport and, and you know achieving a second place in Sweden and how many podiums did he have nine podiums in his in his short career at the world championship uh, I don't know if that number is correct but uh, you know there's other people who would have retired on the spot and never driven again and you would have to pay respect to whoever made that decision also but in the way Craig handled it, and he carried Jav's memory, you know, it's it's uh, you know, it was a credit to him, you know, and a credit to his family the way they brought him up to be able to carry himself in that manner, you know. So, like I say, um, motorsport throws these things at us. Um, I think the FAA have made so many big step forwards in terms of safety over the last 15, 10, 15 years. It used to be deaths happened a little bit more often, shall I say, and I don't want to be morbid on that, but now they're so infrequent, Uh, the shock is just even more when it happens, you know, Um, but it's it's still so, so hard to take when when something like this happens, but um, yeah, uh, what can I say, Craig just handled himself beautifully over the last, all his career. And his life, you know, people just loved him for what he was. And, uh, yeah, what can I say?
2: Well, you guys are the heroes that uh, we love to to watch. And as you say, safety's come on so so much that the drivers seem invincible um, now. So when this happens, it, it is a shock. Um, and, of course, motorsport does continue. The team have consulted heavily, I believe, with his family and and decided on what to do as we, as we go racing this weekend Tom can you tell us a little bit about what's being done this weekend to honor Craig
1: Yeah obviously it, it's it was always going to be difficult to know what what well, the right move is is from Hyundai moving forward for this, but they've you know they've put out a statement and they've they've had a lot of discussions with with Breen's family and let's not forget the co-driver James Fulton and all this as well because um, he's he a part of this incident as well. That's that's obviously he's he's in a, he's feeling all kinds of emotions. I'd imagine at this point. So, but the family were sort of adamant that, they, that the rally should go on and, and Hyundai should carry on. And so they have they fielded two cars for Thierry Neville and Nasser al the full-time drivers. Um, but they have. Uh, they've They've put a, a lovely, lovely uh, livery on the cars, which is uh, paying tribute to to Craig Breen and the the Irish Tricolor It, it looks fantastic. I, I hope I hope it continues all year. It's such a lovely livery. Um, all the teams are running uh, black stickers in memory of Craig on on the cars, uh, which is a really nice touch. And tomorrow, uh, the entire service park will congregate for a special photo uh, to be taken uh, in memory of Craig, uh, which I think will be a quite a poignant moment. So um, it's a, it's a really Really odd feeling here. I'm, I'm not sure everyone's sort of anyone's really comfortable, but um, I think this is probably what he would have wanted that he would have wanted the competition to carry on.
2: Before we go, a final question for both of you, Chris. What, what lessons do you think that future rally drivers, any young drivers, any you know, children growing up that want to be in motorsport, that anyone who's um, an enthusiast of the sport, uh, who just enjoys watching for the entertainment, you know, what do you think? people like that can take from the life and career of craig
3: number one you have to look at all the drivers in any form of motorsport or any sport for that matter that take the risks they do to perform Um, yes it's a manufacturer-backed championship you're driving a product to market that for a manufacturer ultimately a manufacturer trying to create an image of fun and bravery and skill but the drivers and co-drivers in those cars are the ones ultimately taking the risks, you know. And it's I see it so, so much and too often these days, drivers criticised for maybe making a mistake here or doing something where not everyone's a you know a Sebastian Ogier or a Sebastian Loeb or. <laughs> but the people should take into account the amount of effort and skill and what they put on the line to do this job, it is beyond question something that 99.999% of people would never even choose or want to do. They can all sit around you and say, we'd love to do that and do that, (laughs) but actually when you're in there and the pressure's on to do it, every single driver and co-driver deserves the respect. Whatever the result, whatever on a Sunday afternoon, whether whatever's happened, so I think people need to look at it and just appreciate what they're witnessing here because in life now so many things are getting nullified and they're looking to take the risk factor out of everything and life's about living, you know, and sometimes the closer you are to the edge, that's when you feel free. And it's very difficult to explain that to a person who's cocooned in their little world. But for a driver, if there was no risk, there's the reward wouldn't be there. Uh, it's a dangerous sport. There's other dangerous sports: the Isle of Man TT, Formula One, uh, NASCAR. They all carry their elements of risk. But especially in rally, what we do through the public roads, you know, over icy mountain passes, Monte Carlo, through the forests in Finland. The twisty, rocky, mountainous terrain in Corsica—all these elements. Every day we wake up, we're passionate about what we do, and we want. We want to do it. So, like I say, anyone watching, I think they need to take a back seat from maybe the criticizing all the time. I know it's you're in the public eye, and people have their opinions, but just respect what what everyone's offering to you it's a show to behold and let's let's enjoy it you
2: know absolutely it's one of the things we'll take away from the incredible um entertainment that that craig gave us because we all sat back in our armchairs and uh watched it Well, the ones of us that watch it from home on the live stream and uh and watched it and just it's it's easy to forget um well it's not actually because rallying is is one sport when you watch the onboard. It's hard to forget what it's like. It's um, uh, unlike some other forms of motorsport. It, it genuinely looks quick and dangerous. And um, and Craig's live uh, will teach us all to just uh, you know live life to the full and really appreciate what these uh, these guys and girls are doing. Tom, before we go, a difficult weekend, but you are covering rally um, for us. Rally continues to race um, this weekend. It's going to be it's going to be a, a difficult weekend, but do you think? Do you think we'll be able to make that 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 beginning of that journey from sadness to celebration of Craig's life? It's going to be a long road.
1: I, I hope so. It's difficult to say. You know, everyone, as you said, the feeling here is is very subdued and, and rightly so because you know it's it's been a it's been a horrible few days. Uh, you know, for, for all for everyone. You know, and let's just, just, just think about the family as well. It must be absolutely horrific. And I would like to say thanks to the family for for live streaming that that funeral because. That was something else, and I think it, we're all, you know, we should all say thanks for that because they didn't have to do that. Like that was something that they they gave to everyone so that we could all enjoy Craig sort of one last time. Um, so that was that was, you know, very memorable. And also like to say thanks to Chris for his tribute on Instagram. They those were beautifully written. So I'd like to say thanks for for sharing that with everyone because um, I think uh, you captured captured everything there. But uh, yeah, I think yeah, as I say, it's a difficult weekend. We've got to try and. Uh, focus on the rallying which is difficult but um, let's hope we get a good rally and let's hope uh, we have a nice battle for, for, the, for the win and if we can have anything like we did last year with the final stage showdown between Cali and Oites that would be lovely but uh, I think I'm probably asking a bit too much there
3: can I, can I just say on that you know that there's one kid that would have demanded the show went on is Great Breed you know uh, and he would love 52 rallies a year in the World Championship, you know. um, He would be up there now desperate for everyone to go out and enjoy themselves, you know. We've been seeing so many clips and they were played at the funeral yesterday. It was, you know, we're all standing there with tears coming down our cheeks. The the pure enjoyment, Craig, got out of driving a rally car. Um, So, like I say, we have to give credit to every one of those competing crews taking part in Croatia this weekend. It's so easy to turn your back and say no, but they're going out there to continue what Craig loved to do. And uh, yeah, look, rallying will continue, but we'll always carry Craig's memory. You know, and uh, like I say, all credit to everyone on the start line of Croatia. Like it, uh, they will put on a show, and I'm sure they'll pay their respects at the same time in, in their own way.
1: So just one last thing I'd like to say that we didn't touch on and I think is an important issue is that, uh, that Craig like really like as we've talked about his a lover rally but he's very very keen for the next generation and he was giving his uh, financial support to, to the cha- uh, local championship in Ireland um, which I guess keeps that legacy alive I mean not not you know not everyone does that, and that just shows how much love he had for the sport that he wanted to see the next generation succeed as well, like he had done. So, for him to do that off his own bat, I think that was a, a very lovely touch. And I hope that the uh, the people benefiting from that that final sort of financial support this year really, uh, really take it to, uh, take it to heart. Well, Tom, I think that's a really good place, as good a place as any, to end. And
2: thank you for making sure that we get that in uh, at the end. Yeah, Craig uh, said recently that at his point. In this point in his career, he felt like now was the time to start giving back to the younger generations of uh, kids who want to get into rallying and and putting his own money into uh, doing that. Well, that's our podcast for today. Tom, thank you. Chris, thank you very much um, for joining us and giving us your thoughts, uh, your stories, your memories. On Craig Bream. We'd love to hear yours as well, by the way. If you have anything that you want to share, you can always email the show. It's podcast at autosport.com. And of course, on social media and stuff, if you have a Craig story that you'd like to share after listening to the podcast, we would. uh, And I certainly love to hear it and enjoy it. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring